You're listening to the Modern Web Podcast. For more podcasts, videos, and events, find us online at modern-web.org or follow us on Twitter at modern.web. That's M-O-D-E-R-N-D-O-T-W-E-B. Welcome back to the Modern Web Podcast Special Edition. We have myself, Morgan, Adesoji, David, Dylan, and Darren. How are you guys doing? I'm good. Doing awesome. awesome. Cool. So uh, starting off with Darren, um, give us a a, a little interesting factoid about you, um, some background about your experience and where you're currently located. Yeah, so I'm currently located in Oakland, California. I'm from the East Coast of the country, though. I'm from Maryland. Um, Came out here right before COVID uh, popped off and decided to do what it's been doing. So uh, yeah, that's been interesting. But other than that, I've uh, been having a great time uh, with this dot. So far, I've been here about three months, um, helping to build the sales uh, department side of things. And it's been great um, having a great time learning and and helping us to hone in on our messaging and uh, communicating with the right people uh, so that we can help uh, our name grow in the community. It's been it's been great. That's been my experience with with this dot so far. Awesome, man. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, sure. How about you, Adesoji? Yeah, um, I am Adesoji, software developer at this dot. I started about six months now, uh, and it's been a fun ride working with um, every single one at this dot. Uh, helping clients deliver their products and achieve um, the vision they have, basically, because uh, some clients don't um, know exactly what they want. So that's like the um, very interesting part. So you have to like sort of figure out this with the clients, and there's no um, exact direction. So you are kind of figuring it out as you go. Yeah, so that's been fun. and. The team is also fun. I love the Slack channels. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. We have some pretty fun Slack channels. Yeah. yeah sure. Definitely. All right, Dylan. What's good with you? Uh, okay. Um, Dylan from Nigeria, also a software engineer at this dot, and I've been here for over five months. Started September, and the experience at this dot has been so wonderful. For me personally, I love the people. I love the community. Because literally everyone you ask a question is like, uh, if you have more questions, don't hesitate to ask back. So everybody is welcoming and that has really that's really been fun. And also working on projects we have, I've worked on, I think I've worked with three clients projects so far, and some of them are hectic, but, Thanks to the wonderful co-workers that I have, most of them are just seamless. Everyone putting heads together. So that has been my experience so far at this start. Man, that's really great to hear. Um, I, I've probably been on projects for a lot less than you guys. Uh, I've been there for since the beginning of January. Um, I'm also a, a senior software engineer um, working with clients just, just like you guys, um, asking a lot of seemingly dumb questions in the chat rooms and just, 
<laughs> trying to trying to figure out how do I deal with these clients and uh, move projects forward. Um, so I mean that that's a brief intro to to, to uh, my my background as well. But um, I'm kind of interested to hear from you guys. Starting with with, with Darren um, from the sales aspect of things. If a newbie wanted to join the sales side of this dot or any program for that matter, what would they need to know? or like a key three things to know um, to get started? To get started, I'm sorry, you said to get started with this dot or just in sales in general? Just sales in general, or you can focus it on this dot if you want. Okay, um, I would, I'll say sales in general. Um, I would say number one is to uh, be committed and devoted to the process and divorce from the destination as i like to say i think a lot of people in sales um they get so focused on getting uh, getting the end result that they um they disregard just falling in love with the process and building the relationship with people you know um everybody knows what it feels like to be sold something they don't like it um i know i don't like feeling like i'm being sold so it's important to genuinely um assess and, and figure out um, where people's gaps are that you could potentially fill. And uh, I would say that's number two. Um, so number one, just fall in love with the, the process. Number two, um, be diligent and figure out where people's gaps are. And number three, don't internalize no, don't internalize rejection. I think a lot of people think that they're not good at sales or they couldn't be good at sales because of how the fear of rejection makes them feel or hearing the hearing no. Um, and the reality of it is um, that that's just, that's not the case. That somebody can very well be great in sales who's who's not an extrovert. Introverts are good at sales. It's really just a matter of you um, you asking yourself and and taking the time to just to step back and um, and and evaluate the fact that you don't have to uh, you know you, you don't have to have all the answers you don't have to have everything figured out you just have to be committed to the process and um, that somebody saying no isn't they're not saying no to you they're just saying no to whatever you may be offering um, so that that would be the biggest three nuggets that I could give somebody um, I think the third one is the most important though uh, if they want to get into sales is not to internalize rejection not to internalize no you know it's hard easier said than done. Um, but that's, that's the key. Um, and you just got to fall in love with that process. That, that is awesome, man. Um, I love the mindset that you bring to the sales. I feel like a lot of a correlation between that, especially the internalizing the rejection and divorcing yourself from the destination is very, um, connected to the software developer experience. Um, mm -hmm. how, how do you, what do you guys think about that? Out of social, out um, how do you how do you feel about um, your experience working with clients and reaching that ending destination? I feel to meet that end goal of like also um, product that they might be asking. relatable because sometimes um, the client wants a particular feature, for example, and the timeline is so little, and you're trying your best, but you can't deliver within that timeline. Then the client comes back and is really angry and whatnot. So yeah, I feel like it um, affects even software developers and also um, even related with like experience level, 
So sometimes you might be um, asked to like ask and of you know add like some experience with the technology or in general with software development it you a very long time to achieve that and software developer will just come within a few minutes and has done what you spent like three four days thinking of without finding a solution so yeah i feel um, software developer should just junior software developer should just try to take things bit in bits um, you can't cheat the process, basically. Yeah, you can't um, the experience of the year. So that's my own. That's awesome, man. Dilly, do you have uh, okay. uh, any experience with that from your side? Well, everything they said here still familiar. For for myself, I started at this dot with uh, two projects. And for those two projects, it was like, I came at the middle, so a lot of work had been done, and I was just trying to, you know, patch those tickets on the Trello board and whatnot. But uh, the tips I'll give are from the experience I've had on the current project I'm working on, because I was involved from the beginning, so I got to see how uh, senior software engineers approach things, and just like everyone has said, the process. Because when I started, I I was just there for, okay, what tickets are we putting up that I can take? But then I saw how the seniors there, how they, they were involved. They weren't just after the tickets, they weren't just after fixing bugs. They were involved in the whole process. So just like everyone said, I'll reiterate by saying the process, I think everything has a process. Every project has a process. Every field has a process. So if you can flow with the process, be involved in what's happening, then that's the best tip I can give for any newbie. That's awesome, man. That, that's a very uh, uh, senior level thought, you know, uh, <laughs> very boss level. <laughs> um, being able to to kind of put yourself in the in the domain and the space and like take in what the client is asking for um that I, I feel that's something that that all of us kind of share in that regard uh coming back to darren's point of uh, learning how to how to bounce the, the the rejection um kind of a curious question off that though darren um what are some things that you do when you first start your day or some processes of things that you've been doing for a while, like habits that you might have built over time that help you to get to that process where you can think about handling rejection and mm -hmm. um, be able to still go on in your job, not feeling discouraged. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Phenomenal question. I think one of one of my, uh, I think the biggest thing that comes to mind is just my daily habits, right? Um, so I wake up uh, four o'clock in the morning um my time zone um and that's uh, right. in the, <laughs> yeah actually uh I, I was inspired to do that um more recently um but i've seen that i've seen the elevation already i've done it um i said recently after kobe passed away so it's a little bit over a year now after kobe bryant passed away last january i was just really inspired to take myself to another level um it's, it's something about um i don't know there's something there's something 
very powerful and 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 eerie, kind of weird, but but powerful nonetheless. In in listening to wisdom from people who passed away, because um, they they no longer can 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 be inspired by the thing that they left to inspire us. They can like it's 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 almost like a passing of baton. So I almost felt like because of how much Kobe meant to me um, growing up playing basketball, I felt like okay. I need to take my life to another level. I need to take my mindset to another level. I need to grow. I'm a husband. I need to grow in all these different areas of my life. So when it comes to sales, it's everything. I don't look at sales any different. It's like, if I'm my best me, then I could be my best in everything. So I start my day early. I listen to videos. I listen to podcasts. Um, I have time reading, read my Bible. I pray. Um, I do a lot of things that take care of myself mentally, internally, spiritually, the whole nine, so that when I when I start my day, whatever may come to me that day that's negative, I already established myself. I've already grounded myself. I've already told myself who I am that day. So the world can't tell me anything. <laughs> Anybody else, you, you, you're, you're, you're working. I'm already ahead of, of life. So in that sense that everything that's coming to me is on the it's 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 trailing me. It's trying to catch up to me. You know, I'm I'm ahead of it versus I'm proactive to it versus reactive to it. And that allows me to go into my day with an aggressive mindset to, to tackle it and and have a positive day and an, an outlook on it. Go ahead and preach then. <laughs> <laughs> I tried oh, not to. I'm, I'm sorry if I was uh, too preachy. <laughs> no, no, it was perfect. No. I got me fired up. That's for sure. Man. Um, so I know you guys are, uh, for, for Dillian and Adesoji, y'all are in Nigeria, different parts of Nigeria. Um, yeah. What, uh, what, what some habits, um, Adesoji, I just start us off, like what kind of habits do you have? Um, maybe something that's culturally different from something we may do here in the Western part of the world. Uh, okay. I think, yeah, in Nigeria, a lot of people tend to sleep late. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people can sleep late, uh, or let me say the youths can sleep late. And okay. yeah, some of us like quite um, wake up early, you know. Yeah, but for me, I sleep like really late. Um, then I wake up a bit early, around six, six, five, yeah, I'm up. And the first thing I do is check my social media. <laughs> yeah. But from then, I list out all what I have to do for the day and break them down into like times. Okay, I'm going to tackle this project today. What time am I going to do that? And I'm going to move on to this other project. What time am I going to do that? And also, sort of plan the bottlenecks I'm going to have. So I really hate working and having issues that would prevent me from continuing my task. So that's why I do this every morning. So I go to like the board, read up on the ticket I'm working on. Would I need something from a partner? Would I need to open a call for something I don't understand? So every morning I'm always sending a message to my um, engineering manager 
with a bunch of uh, stuff that I think would prevent me from delivering right. questions basically on yeah so that's a that's how my day goes yeah so just listing out everything I need to do and setting like a time for that yeah that's cool Dylan how about, okay. how about you oh well for me uh truth is I haven't found the perfect balance that I'm looking for like <laughs> I have you know, waking up early and doing all that. I'm still trying to have that that heat, but so far, I I sleep late too. I sleep late. I do you know at night everywhere is silent. All the neighbors are sleeping, and you know it's like you have this free time to do whatever you want. Most of the time, there is this motivation then to fix that bug or whatever. So I sleep late, and then uh for now i shifted my working time to 2 p.m so i work from 2 p.m to 10 p.m trying to balance with my co-workers so when i sleep late i really don't set reminders or alarms because there is nothing i have to do in the morning so when i wake up in the morning yeah (laughs) so when i wake up in the morning usually i wake up around 7 a.m 6 7 a.m so when i wake up in the morning I have my um, my regular um, exercises right in my room, and then I work on few side projects. Or if I have articles to write, I use the morning. If I have appointments, meeting up with friends or anything, I use I do that in the morning. And then by one p.m. or twelve thirty p.m., I try to take a nap. And then from 2 p.m., I start working. So the reason I'm saying I haven't struck the balance yet is I'm also trying to have this, you know, you wake up early, you write down what you want to do in the day, you do this, and I haven't been able to keep up with that. But so far, this has been working for me, at least. You guys are hard workers, man. You guys, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, your your projects determines your sleep sometimes and, and, and yeah. tasks for me to get done. And um, I know that could be tough to try to create a schedule and a balance around that. So it doesn't make your guys' uh, you know, life or work ethic any less um, because you don't get up early. You know, you guys are still putting in work yeah. and, and killing it. So yeah. Yeah, give yourself credit too. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, man, you gotta, you just gotta pat yourself on the back. Yeah, you exactly. The best that you can, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, for for my side of things, um, I'm still trying to figure out that that work life balance too, man. Um, <laughs> it's it's hard, you know. Yeah. Um, trying to balance like, uh, and, and I'm I'm sure like you know being married and having a wife adds adds a level of complexity to that. Yeah. But. Just how to, for myself, manage my own time, and then um, if you have like a like an animal, like I have a pet, um, mm-hmm. how do I then include them into that wow. space and um, still have the time to focus on side projects? Yeah. You know, uh, or even in COVID times, meeting up with people. Like, how do mm-hmm. we, how do we stay social as um, people that are locked in their homes pretty much mm-hmm. most of the day? you know um so i'm kind of curious then too like uh i know we talked about some of the blockers and conflicts that we might have throughout the day 
Darren, how do you handle um, blockers that you may experience in the job? Um, any conflicts that you might have when it comes to um, going about your day-to-day, -day, uh, bringing in new clients? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of the things that, that, that make, uh, really the main thing that makes this dot so great um, of a company and my experience so far is the collaboration and the teamwork that you're literally just one message away. If you're, whatever you're feeling or whatever you're thinking, whatever question you have, that everybody literally has, I don't, I don't know if it's just, this is my first time working with a company that's completely remote. Not remote because of COVID, but completely remote, um, just because. Yeah, and right. and I, I don't know if because of that, it adds to the culture that much more where people tend to have each other's back um, because I come from toxic work environments and which makes it even harder to succeed in, in, in sales um, because you, you need, you know, a positive culture around you to contribute to that success. But with my experience here in answering your question, um, whenever I'm running into those blockers, I know I have a great team alongside of me to, to help, um, you know, put a light uh, at the end of the tunnel or on my path to, to help me in whatever whatever area that I need help with, whether it be messaging or it, honestly, I came into it with having um, just a lot of things that I didn't even almost overwhelmed with help. I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's like wow, all right, like almost had this debrief and and uh, decompress because um, you know there was such a great team and support to help me be able to do my best to get off on the right foot. So I'm extremely grateful. Um, for that. And I think that that pretty much answers it for me. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I have to second the, the um, collaborative part, like 100, 110%. Um, just like, you know, without Asoji and Dillian were saying earlier, you, for us as developers, we have these channels and these spaces that we can go and ask questions and um, to, to either move us past the next point or we're dealing with the, with the tool set that somebody else in a different part of the world, because we are hundred percent remote, we, we have mm -hmm. a number of different, um, yeah. developers that we work with that are, um, in France and Chile, mm -hmm. and, um, mm -hmm. the, the ability to just share that experience and that knowledge. And all of us have such a diversified pool of experience yeah. that we can just like ping, like, can somebody help us out with uh, C++? Yeah. You know, which is, we're, we're mostly web developers. Yeah. You know, we're focused on JavaScript, yeah. HTML, CSS. Yeah. Um, but then we get an off question about, about C++ <laughs> and somebody's able to chime in with mm -hmm. a response. Like, yeah. and they can help us out with debugging whatever we need. Um, yeah. That ecosystem is so huge for growth, you know, yeah. right. and how nobody has that, right. um, the no egos kind of an environment. Yeah. You know? Definitely. Um, I could sum it up into one thing. Um, mm. So even though we, we don't have egos, have there ever been any points where you guys have experienced um, any other kinds of like, um, workplace conflicts, not necessarily here at this thought, but maybe in a previous organization. Uh, Dillian, like, have you experienced any workplace conflicts 
with other developers or coworkers, and how did you handle that? Oh, well, frankly, uh, this job was my first full-time job. I oh, have almost, I have for most part of my career been a freelancer and a technical writer. So last year, December, made it my first full-time job. So work space conflict, I don't know, the only conflicts I may have had with freelance clients are when they don't know what they want. And then, you know, it's like, you're not delivering. You're telling you, the developer, you're not delivering. But then I'm telling them, you didn't even tell me you needed this. You didn't tell me you needed that. So, but looking at the workspace environment, I really have, so far at this start, I have no conflicts, I would say for now. Hopefully none in the future. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for for no conflicts too man um you never know who you, who's told you and they're stepping on the wrong way but yeah sure um you know, for the fact that, okay I'm sorry. i was saying that as in, for the fact that this was my first um experience it looked so much like uh, is this how they do it in every other company or is it just this stuff i mean the ecosystem everyone welcoming you it's like is it everywhere or just this that everywhere or just yeah. is that because yeah. you know i don't have i don't have mm -hmm. prior experience so coming in i was just overwhelmed that okay can so a company can be this good this welcoming yeah, yeah i'm also hoping no conflicts in the future yeah let me let me go ahead and answer that question for you it's not everywhere else <laughs> <laughs> like, like that question that's been lingering in your head is this, is this like everywhere else no it's not uh, well, I'll, let, nice. I'll let you i'll let you know that for sure so to add that much more gratitude for where you are man i'm glad that this is your first experience and you're able to uh yeah to feel that and 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 be able to excel as a result of that uh feeling so yeah it's it's a blessing yeah thank you yeah 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 definitely is um for me at my previous um role i had um i've had like some bad experiences basically uh, where engineers coming from well-known um, organizations come to a startup and uh sort of feel like they are way superior to you because you're coming from a less known um, organization yeah so and like having issues with, like back-end engineers um, telling you uh, you're doing front-end you don't know um, what this is or what that is <laughs> yeah not knowing at my previous role i used to be a back-end engineer also <laughs> but just coming to yeah to, yeah so I feel this dot is like a big blessing because honestly, I open calls every time with different people for um, different categories of problems and everyone is um, excited to reply only for what they are doing, to send articles, to um, help. Yeah, so I, this dot is really, is really a blessing and not every company is like this, definitely. <laughs> how, how did you transition from the back end to the front end? Like what, what drew you to that space? Okay, so um, 
I used to be a full stack developer. I was doing both back end and front end. Uh, but when I was going to move, they wanted just a front end engineer. And seeing some of my works, they just wanted me to um, basically lead their front end team. So I decided to take the role. And before that, at my previous role, my boss had always um, advised me to sort of stick with front end. Because <laughs> like I was the one always um, having the ideas and paying very close attention to attention to um, accessibility, how everything looks and stuff. So yeah, getting to the new role was quite easy. And uh, I always try to play with um, backend development for some of my personal projects here and there. Yeah, I'm even I'm even starting Go. Yeah, I'm using Go to build a small application. Yeah, a personal project. Nice. Yeah, I I don't know if it is bad, but like I don't like this stereotype of front end, back end. Yeah, I don't like how it makes me feel because um, yeah yeah so i tend to um, just play around sometimes and i think that might stem from how front-end developers have been treated in like some organizations because like back-end developers think they are doing more and um, they hold the application and stuff like that yeah so <laughs> that's just the <laughs> the I don't know what to call it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like it's like a like a us versus them kind of a thing. Yeah, <laughs> and it feels it feels weird. Um, yeah. I, I know what you mean. You know, I I think we share a similar experience being full stack, and then focusing on the front end. Um, it's interesting that you had someone tell you that that you should focus on that. Um, it. I I don't I, I've never had anybody tell me specifically. Morgan, you need to focus on the front end. Um, but I, I have felt the tension between like, you know, being a, a, a software engineer or claiming software engineer status. And then the back end guys look at you like, wait, you're you're a software engineer, but you but you design websites, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. But it's like software engineering is more than just um a simple set of tools, you know, it's an, it's a, a set of concepts yeah. um, about how we use the tools and yeah. making sure that we see the problem for what it is and then find a solution. And somewhere in between, we have a slew of different products and a slew of different tools that we can use. Mm -hmm. um, so that, so how do you, I guess, um, how do you resolve those conflicts then? How do you communicate with um, those persons that kind of come against you in that way, whether from the, the back end or, or the clients? Like, um, what, what would be like, um, even if you have a, like a go-to phrase, yeah, there's something that you say to them to just kind of like smooth the waters, what would you say? Yeah, so I just tend to leave people to do what they want after giving my advice. Honestly, and um, what I've discovered is we are all learning, and um, the best way to grow in this our line of work, software development, is to keep learning. Yeah. Uh, new technologies, new ways of um, doing things are coming up every day. 
So um, anyone that decides not to um, take my opinion on something, I just leave the person, honestly. <laughs> yeah, because you just have to keep learning. That's it. Like, yeah. that's what I tell everybody that tells me um, they are writing React, they are doing view. I just tell them to keep, just keep learning. Just keep learning. Make sure you know the basics of the language and just keep learning. Because <laughs> every day you find out new stuff. Yeah. That's cool, man. I, I like that approach and that mindset because it keeps it, it keeps it real simple. You know, it's yeah. just, you're, you're focused here. Let me just do what I yeah. need to do. And keep yeah. my head down. Um, Darren, um, your, your experience in sales in the past, and I know that there has to be some points of, of contention with past people, especially, you know, you're, you're competing with other people for certain clients and things like that. Um, how do you keep a, a good sense of like camaraderie with uh, with other sales reps? Um, that's a great question. Let me think. Um, I think I don't know. Like you can't control other people's temperament or attitude or what they say. We anything uh, outside of ourselves, right? And I think for me, um, yeah, I do. I just try to do the best to be what I want to see, um, whether whether that be and getting you know taking a prospect and trying to get them to be a customer or um or uh working with a co-worker or colleagues in the past um though i've had toxic situations and times um i made it a, i made a commitment to myself and this is before i used to get up early and, and do a lot of stuff for myself i still would go in uh to situations uh, in conversations um with with past work uh situations with just a positive attitude i think um that that carries a long way because um being willing to um being being willing to allow people to be right because a lot of times people just want to feel like they're right not feeling like you have to have the last word not feeling like you have to defend yourself and what you know and what you believe to be right um like the security and the confidence is in the self-control of not having to have the last word but people who are immature and gain so much out of like trying to enforce their authority and being right that's that's for the weak that's for the weak-minded um and i allow the weak to be weak and i allow myself to continue to be committed to being strong in my attitude a lot of times um, so i've worked in some tough tricky situations with people that have tried to attack me in different ways or sabotage me, um, but ultimately you, you just you just keep it keep your attitude focused on what you need to do, and, and keeping your head uh, positive, uh, whatever you need to do. Sometimes that may that may be, you know, setting boundaries for yourself, um, in, in, in whatever way. Um, I know that's that's a broad term that could look different um, for everybody, but. Yeah, just being able to protect your energy, protect your space, protect your mindset, um, and, and protect your attitude, so that you can contribute positively to the greater goal. And, and hopefully, you know, people have good days and bad days, so they'll come alongside of you and and see that you're consistent. And despite how they may treat you or talk about you or whatever, um, that you're being positive and that you're having 
a good attitude and outlook on 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 your job it's going to naturally you know rub off so uh, that's what i've tried to do for myself in past situations um though it's way i made it sound so fluffy and, and, and pretty it's way uh easier said than done as those that know know um because it's it's easier to you know it takes i think uh what's the same my wife's in in the mental health field i think it takes like five positive things to like outweigh one negative thing so it's easy to to be impacted by a toxic environment a toxic work culture toxic relationship it's easy um but making those decisions on a daily basis will make a difference uh for you in the long run so yeah that's that's my best that's my best uh input from my experience that's why i love this dot honestly in conclusion because i don't have to worry about that what i where i came from and i just i count it all joy because i i i'm i'm here where i am now and, and it's like the fruit for uh out of out of my attitude i feel like i'm reaping the rewards out of what i've been through there's so many so many points to that i can ask questions <laughs> off um. <laughs> I like how we're doing this. I, I like how you're asking questions. I'm we're answering them, and it's like helping you to continue to think of more. This is this is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah man, for sure. Um, I, I mean, hey, you know, Adasoji, Dylan, Dylan, if you if you guys have any any questions too, you know, feel free to chime in. Um, I I've kind of gone through um, a lot of the, the the major pieces that I wanted to get into, but. Um, I, I wanted to ask you specifically, and I know this is kind of a, a, of a touchy subject, but um, in the whole aspect of uh, conflict and uh, workplace, you know, how, in the workplace and how we resolve those pieces of conflict, um, have there any have there been any directed at you uh, at the color of your skin, or specifically anything to do with race? Not necessarily specifically at you. But maybe you have another coworker that has experienced some kind of a, a racial injustice in the workplace, and how do you how do you handle that, and how how do you deal with that? You know, in the whole theme of like you know our Black History Month here, and yeah, um, addressing that. I definitely have an answer, but I, I I feel like I've been talking a whole lot, so I'm gonna let other people get a swing at the bat, and then I'll I'll come in on the back end. Well, why don't we start off with Dillian then? Dillian, uh, have you experienced that at all? And um, what, what, what's your mindset about it? Well, I know it's, I know it's bad, and I know it's, I, I really don't know, but I know it's not fair, and I know it has a bit of injustice in it. At least I have, I've read news, I have listened to podcasts where they talk a lot about it. Personally, I haven't experienced any of it online in all of my uh, job opportunities. I haven't experienced it at this thought. Uh, I just know that it's not fair. I'm also looking towards, sadly or unfortunately, I'm also looking towards one of those experiences where <laughs> I would see it and be like, oh, so this is it. But for all I know, it has just been based on news, videos, movies, and I really have no personal experience. That is a really good thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a really awesome thing. Um, 
I, I kind of relate to you in that in that way as well. I mean, if, if I've experienced it, it's just kind of flown over my head. Um, but generally, yeah. everybody around me has been um, respectful. And that sounds like that's been the same experience for you. Um, Adesoji, do you yeah. have add to that? No, nothing really, because no. that is like my first um, working relationship with um, a lot of developers from different sides of the world. And nice. it has all been nice, yeah. So I've not really had any. Uh, any workplace encounter as such, yeah, yeah. Okay, even like workplace or outside of the workplace, no, no encounters like that. No, no, not really. If I'm, I'm quite sure it has happened, but like, I'm not someone to dwell on what other people um, say about me because, yeah, I've had issues with like um, people from school, and yeah, so. Yeah. I think <laughs> I think it's all it has probably flown over my head, yeah. So yeah. It's super super chill about it. Yeah. Let's <laughs> get the super super uh, laid back vibe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool, man. Um well I mean it's back on you, Darren. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you look at that? That's how it goes. Um, no, that's great to hear from you guys that uh, you haven't had any over experience. Um, I'm not sure how old you guys are. That's another topic because I know that that plays a factor. But um, I'm glad that you guys have had, uh, you know, haven't had that that type of situation. Because you're right, you can't you can't control you know or get stuck on how other people view you or think of you in general. Um, and uh, yeah, that's, that's key. It's definitely huge for sure. But for me, um, yeah, I've had I've had past uh, work situations. Um, just one 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 job that sticks out in particular that um, it was very uh, yeah it was very um, controlling in the sense of of manipulating and. Um, taking advantage of, of people. So they would they would hire people that were currently in jail. They're literally in prison and they would be able to uh, at a certain point be able to like get working hours. They weren't they weren't able to get paid, but they would work. So they had like a um, they had like a, a higher system connected to to prison. Um, and it was people from, you know, all different backgrounds. Um, but I think with that, um, they had a, it was, you can say, oh, that's good. They're trying to help the community, help people get back into the flow and so that they can pre prepare to transition. But the reality of it is it was just for their own gain, for their own benefit to, to get to get labor as cheaply as possible so that they can they can maximize their gains on the back end. But with that came a mindset of, of manipulation and oppression to where um, how they treated the people um, gave them a uh, everybody was complaining in there. And, and I didn't know this when I started because I worked in a different department, but um, I came in there uh, and saw how people were being treated. 
um, even 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 myself included, because the same mindset was throughout the whole culture of um, like we're we're going to devalue you and and kind of break you in order to build you, and that's similar to 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 what happened in slavery uh, back back in the day, um, and and having this sense of like we're better than you, we're over than you, your value, your worth comes through us and what we deem it to be. And it was just extremely toxic. I can't even do it justice in the time that we have here today. But um, once I took note of that and saw that, you know, they're even taking advantage of me because I'm in a situation. I'm just I'm, I'm living with my parents at the time. I'm just trying to make some money to survive myself to keep them off my back. Um, just graduated from school. It's tough, and I know a lot of people looked over me in my process of trying to find quality work um, because of the color of my skin, and that's the reality of it. And and like, yeah, how do you know that, Darren? But uh, you know, no, nothing was said overtly. But the way um, the way things get navigated uh, a lot of times in our society um, are more unsaid than said. You know, a lot of most of racism today in our society is more covert than it is overt. It's it's underneath the rug. It's it's subtle. Um, it's it's really it's hidden and it's it's hidden in the closet of how people view you. So that that determines the opportunities or the effort that that one would lend to open doors for you. Um, so I know for I know for sure I, I put money out of my pocket that it, it played a factor with with some opportunities that I got rejected. And I'm not saying every opportunity, but um, it's definitely has played a factor in ways that I know and even don't know in my life. Um, and um, yeah, that, but that situation in particular was extremely toxic. So I had to set a boundary for myself and say, you know what, regardless of my situation, I'm not going to, nothing is more viable than my mindset, my peace of mind, my soul, um, my attitude, being able to, if I have too many things around me that are toxic in, in, in trying to uh, take away from that and trying to, um, you know, trying to, to trying to destroy that. And that's what it was doing. It really was messing with my, my mental on a day to day. Um, it was like, it's not worth the paycheck at the end of the day. Not, it's not worth the check. And you have to, you have to remember that you have to remember that you, your, your value is what's most important. And you have to know your worth in order for the world to know your worth. And that comes from setting, setting boundaries for yourself and not allowing people to just treat you however they want to treat you because of how they view you from the pigmentation of your skin. So it's important. It's important. And that's how, that's how we, we can make sure we're our best so that we can respond to things the right way. And um, yeah, we, we, we can't continue to feed the very thing that's trying to destroy us. Um, and yeah, that, that's my experience. And uh, yeah, I'm grateful that I could share that um, so that if anybody's listening in a situation where it may not be because of racism, but anything, anything that's toxic in your life, you need to set boundaries for yourself and determine and you reevaluate your self-worth um, and, and not keep yourself in a situation that's uh, detrimental to you, to your longevity. Very well said, Darren. I, yeah. I, I have nothing more to really add. To that. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I had to let everybody else go first, because I, I knew I was going to take you guys back to church and be preaching. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I really like the perspective on it, though, because, um, you know, the, the, the constant theme that I'm hearing with um, with all of us is like, you know, keep learning. Don't let the the any oppressors really uh, mm -hmm. weigh you down 
and mm-hmm. um, stay focused on the task. You know, mm-hmm. uh, don't don't worry so much about the the end result. But mm-hmm. um, you know, I think Adasoji and Jillian are, are great case study examples of like being able to enter into the work field mm-hmm. Of, mm-hmm. of software engineering or um, pretty much anywhere anywhere you would want to get into. But specifically for this podcast, you know, the software engineering world and uh, excel at it. You know. And, and not um, have to experience the negativity. And even if you do experience the negativity, you know, be able to just feel like it's yeah. good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, in, that, in that story, it made, me, it, it made me think about one very brief thought that um, I had one recruiter admit to me, not not one recruiter, one interviewer admit to me at one point in a job interview a number of years ago. Um, because I have the name Morgan, it's it's often uh, interpreted as a female name first, and oftentimes a white female name. Mm-hmm. And so when I when my name is entered into the pool, uh, when I go into an interview process, I sometimes wonder to myself if like. You know, do they do they think yeah. I'm a, a yeah. white man? Yeah, and uh, it you know I've I've since like forgotten about that, but like yeah. in the beginning when I first started applying for jobs, that would be one of the first thoughts that came up. Like, would I get a call back because my name is different? Um, yeah. And then once they hear me on the phone, this man with bass and you know, <laughs> and, and they still haven't seen the color of my skin yet, you know. <laughs> Um, if that would be if that would be an issue, you know. Yeah. Um, and then I had one one person literally tell me um, this is like after I didn't get the position, and it wasn't because of anything racially. It was just one of the interviewers just said, um, you know, honestly, I thought you were a white female with the name Morgan. Like we just assumed that you were um, going to be like a female in tech, which would have been really awesome for the cause. <laughs> you know, having more females in tech, but yeah. uh, so I'm like, I'm sorry, bro. Like, <laughs> if, if I was born that way, maybe <laughs> I, could, I could help you out, but I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, guys, um, we're, we're about coming up on time. So, um, just kind of wrap things up. Uh, we have uh, Morgan Worrell, Adasoji David, Dillian, and Darren talking about sales and software engineering and um, different conflicts in the workplace. And um, thank you for tuning in and joining us for some of these discussions. Um, stay tuned for the next one. podcast is sponsored by this.labs, a framework agnostic consultancy that specializes in JavaScript. You can find them at this.co slash labs. That's T-H-I-S-D-O-T dot C-O slash labs. Let's go, cause we got a show for you.